What are the new tools from GoodBed to help mattress retailers build their business? We'll be discussing that with Michael Magnuson and Jeff Cassidy from GoodBed on episode 21 of the Pete Primo Show. The show is brought to you by my free Facebook group, Pete Primo Sales and Marketing. Find out more at PetePrimo.com. This week's guest is Good Bed. We have Mike Magnuson and Jeff Cassidy both. And guys, welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks for, having, for us. having us. No, my pleasure. So, Michael, I'm going to take you back in time right before you started the company. It was late in the afternoon. Sutherland Mattress Company had a temporary space at the April High Point Market, and you walked in with this idea about GoodBed, and it hadn't even been born yet. I remember listening to you, and the first thing that impressed me is it was after hours. I think it was like everything closed at 5, and it was 5.30, or everything closed at 6, and we were still there. And it was like 6 30. So it was definitely after hours. I remember that. And I remember you, after talking to you for a little bit, introducing you to Brian Smith, the uh, president of our company. And I said, wow, what a great idea. And then here you are, all these years later, making a huge difference. As a matter of fact, um, you made me cry at the last bedding conference because when you started to lay out, your your stats and i was actually on the phone with jeff janakovo so i'm sitting there with jeff from gardener's mattress and i'm like starting to ball and i'm like this dude's hitting it out of the park right now this dude is speaking the truth this dude is saying what needed to be said for so long in this industry and hasn't been said nobody's had the balls to say it and i'm so glad that Michael is doing what he's doing. And like Jeff's going like, yeah, amen. And now you guys have a podcast. So <laughs> congratulations. Mike It Up is uh, the newest podcast on the block. If you are a mattress retailer of any kind, you need to subscribe to Mike It Up and don't miss an issue because uh, Jeff and Michael are just rocking it. Um, not just a few minutes ago, I was listening to the uh, the Barrett Sleep Council research episode, and I hadn't even gotten a chance to get through it, but um, it was amazing how the headline did not line up with the body um, and the actual information. So with that, I'm going to let you take this any direction you want to. <laughs> It was well, uh, it was amazing that they chose the headline they did. Yeah, I mean, well, there's so many directions we could take from that introduction. I mean, first of all, I want to. I guess the thing I have to start with is I'm so impressed with you that you remember that encounter we had back in High Point way back when. I remember it, but that's because at that time you represented about. 80% of the interactions I'd had with the mattress industry to that point in time. So <laughs> to me, it was meaningful to you. I mean, I was just some guy, like you said, who showed up after hours who didn't even probably have business cards at that point, but I can't believe uh, you, you, you I recall don't, that. I don't, 
I don't remember if you did or if you didn't, but I remember sitting down with my team and I just said, that guy that just walked in here with that idea is going to be something. Just watch guys, just watch. Nobody just walks around after hours at market. I mean, everybody at five o'clock starts scrambling to get a drink, right? And you're just, <laughs> you are working, dude. You are, and, and, and here's the thing. You are on a mission. You were very clear with the opportunity that you saw. I wasn't 100% sure you would get the cooperation that you needed, but I knew just by how you spoke, the clarity with which you spoke, that you were determined to make it happen. So, um, yeah, well, it, it was very easy that. to remember you. It's, it's been, uh, you know, it took a while. You, were, you weren't wrong in terms of <laughs> getting that cooperation. It took some time. Uh, but ultimately, I think that the, the industry came around to understanding what you maybe saw much more quickly and that, there, that there's an opportunity. And it's not just an opportunity, you know, for, for me as an entrepreneur, but it's an opportunity for uh, the industry to embrace something that can really help them and solve otherwise a problem that we're going to face, which is, you know, that there's people are going to need to go online and get information about this product. And you want them to have good sources that allow good companies doing good things to succeed. And yeah. without a, a platform for that, they're going to find their information elsewhere. And there's a good chance that, that other place isn't going to be set up in such a way that allows those good companies to shine. Well, so the, the thing, the thing that struck me back then and, and, and gave me a gut punch and made me uh, cry during the uh, Baden conference when, when I heard you speaking from the heart um, is the word integrity. You, you've always had it. You've always been committed to uh, given the consumer a better, better information to make a better decision and also to benefit the industry, um, you know, as a result. So, you know, in the scenario that you created, Michael, it's just win, 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 which all my 39 years that I've been selling mattresses, that's what I've continuously sought out. And if I found a situation that wasn't a win, 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 I would walk away from it, but you actually created one from scratch that was good for the consumer, not only good for the consumer, but great for the consumer, really great for our industry because we were suffering from a lot of self-induced, you know, uh, wounds. Uh, we were not given the customer as good of an experience as, as we should have, you know, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times that I, uh, would do a sales training and think that I did a great job. And then I hung around for a couple of hours and couldn't believe what was coming out of some of the RSA's mouths, you know? So, you know, there was a time, uh, when we really were doing a poor job as an industry. I think that we're doing a better job as an industry now than any time in the 39 years. And I'm not saying we're perfect, but I I'm agree. saying we're better. And I guess that's I the, that's the, the, the whole, you know, thing is 
know, what can we do to move this ball forward and create win-wins for our customers and for the dealers and for the industry as a whole? And so, yeah, I mean, just like you said, you, you walk away from this, uh, situations where you can't find a win-win or don't see a win-win. I would have walked away from this whole business concept if I didn't think that we had found a way to to create a win-win-win. And in this, in this case, it, there's an extra win in there because of the fact that we're trying to create a win for simultaneously consumers, retailers, and manufacturers, like the, the participants on our platform from the industry side, and then, of course, us. And I didn't ever want to have a business that was going to be set up where one side is getting value at the expense of the other side uh, or or where we're getting value at the expense of both sides. It just I knew that wasn't going to be long term sustainable. I didn't want to create a business that was just a ticking time bomb until somebody caught on to the fact that this is not good and. I wanted to create a business that had long-term sustainable value. And the only way to do that is if you create a win for all the constituencies who are participating. And so we thought long and hard about that from day one to make sure that we had that in place. And every step of the way, we've had to make sure through that lens that every move we make furthers that in some way. So that's really, really important to us. I noticed that you started off not with one episode, but several episodes already ready to go. I think that was great strategy um, on your part and uh, it kept me wanting to listen uh, from one to the other. You know, one of the things that you talked about at the Bedden Conference was, you know, how COVID had, um, had changed the way uh, people shopped. Um, at least there were some indicators uh, that you were seeing. Has that settled back down at all, or what have you seen in terms? Yeah, of we we continue to see that it has settled down just a smidge. Well, it's, it, it it spiked up. Basically, the metric that we look at most that's most reflective of people's kind of mindset in shopping during this period is their willingness to buy a mattress without trying it in a store first. So we, we kind of look at how many people say they don't need to try it because that's the number that's been increasing over time. And that number had plateaued around 43%. It had risen steadily from the low single digits very quickly to a level of about 43%. Uh, in about the three, four year period, the first three, four years of Casper's time on earth. And then it had plateaued for at least two years going into 2020 at around that sort of 43% level, bouncing around just a few points above or below that. But when COVID hit, just it immediately spiked up to 71% in April of 2020. And then what we saw is it, it comes right back down, but it doesn't settle back down to that same 43% level. That level that had, it had been locked at, that it looked like it was going to stay at, but for generational type turnover, you know, older shoppers leaving the market, younger shoppers coming in, uh, it all of a sudden settles back in at a number that's 10 points higher than that. So we've, st we've continued to see it 
you know, it's come down a tick or two from, from that. It was at 53% through the summer and early, into the early fall, but it's come down a tick or two since then, but it's still well above the previous levels. And so we, we kind of believe that this is likely to be a lasting impact of COVID. Mm. And so in, and Jeff, you can jump in on this one too. So how do you believe our, what do you believe our retailers need to change in, in their marketing or in their selling process to be more successful? Well, I could, based on the new, I don't want to, I don't want to step on Jeff's toes, but I, I can, I could jump in with a thought there. We do have an episode where we talk about, uh, it's actually episode four of the podcast where we talk about kind of the future of what we see it for brick and mortar retail. And I'd frame it out just a tad bit more broadly, which is, you know, we're living or, or we're increasingly moving towards a world where people are going to be able to buy every product online. They're going to be able to uh, buy most products. They'll be able to buy, I think, directly from the manufacturer. That will be an option. And so the question will become, what in that world, what is the long-term reason to exist for a brick and mortar retailer? And I fundamentally believe that there are good long-term reasons. I'm not pessimistic about it at all. However, I believe that those are there are some very specific things that, that would create long-term reasons to exist for a brick and mortar retailer. And you need to then position your business around one or more of those things or, or you don't have a long-term reason to exist. Because for example, price is not going to be one of those long-term reasons to exist, I don't think. Because that's just something that I don't think you can likely compete on in the long run in this new world that we're in. So, for example, I would say there's I, I basically created a framework that I, I call the three C's. That's what I consider to be the three categories of things that you can build your strategy around long term. The first one is uh, curation. That means basically if you come to our store, you're going to make a better choice than you would have if you did not shop at our store. So that could be things like merchandising. We, we've gone and combed the universe looking for the best products, and we've called it down to the ones that we think are the best mix of products. It could be technology that you're using to help people make a better choice. A really important one is it could be really well-trained salespeople who have the expertise to help people who shop in that store find the right product for them. There's a lot of different ways you can help on the curation front, but that is a story that provides you with a long-term reason to exist, even in a world where people can buy every product online, even if they could buy every product directly from the manufacturer. And the second of the three C's is customer service. So this is a long-term purchase. It's, it's something they expect to have and use for a long period of time. And it's a big investment. And so it's of great comfort to consumers to know that they have someone who is right there in their local market and has their back for the duration of the time that they own this product. And, and the fact that th that person is local is important too, because this is a big bulky product. It's not like something small that you could just, if something goes wrong with it, throw it in the mail, send it back for review, right? This is something that to have someone right there who can come see the problem 
address the problem, take it away if needed, bring a new one if needed. These are this is an advantage that a local retailer has. Uh, so customer service is a big is a big long term reason to exist. And the third is convenience. There is a, a lot to the shopping process here where brick and mortar retailers should have a fundamental advantage over online options, again, because of the fact of this local uh, proximity to the consumer. So for example, the ability to try it before you buy it or the ability to get same day delivery or, or removal of the old mattress or setup or whatever. There's any number of things that become either more possible or more cost effective for a local retailer to offer. So really, there's no reason in my mind that brick and mortar retailers shouldn't win the convenience battle versus online guys, even though I think maybe the tail of the tape so far in the last five years might be the other way around. The perception, at least from consumers, might be that online guys offer more convenience. But, but I think fundamentally convenience is a long-term reason. If approached correctly for brick and mortar retailers to exist. And then I, in this podcast episode, which I, I still recommend you listen to, is there's a fourth C that I, I talk about that is particularly independent, uh, particularly relevant for independent retailers, which is community. I think fundamentally that is a long-term reason for a brick and mortar retailer to exist as well. But you have to be careful with this one because it's not enough to just say, hey, we're a local business. You have to make the case to the consumer that they their community is better off with your business that basically by purchasing from your store they're making your community a better place in some way so you got to make that case as to what it is you're doing and you can do that in any number of ways by making your store as a physical venue part of the fabric of the community making your brand you know helping sponsor important causes or groups within the community. There's a lot of different ways you can do that, but but you do have to make sure that you're you're not just leaning back on, hey, we're local, you know, make make sure you're making a case for real value to the community that you offer as a business. So so those, I'd say to me, that's the the direction that brick and mortar retailers need to be going in. And as long as they're building their brand around one or more of those things, then they're in a good long-term place. But that is easier said than done because it, it has to then permeate through every aspect of your operations. It's not just, hey, yeah, we say that we do convenience or we say that we do curation, whatever. You've then got to, let's say it's curation, you got to then hire the right people. You got to make sure they're trained appropriately. And then you've got to make sure you tell that story in your marketing. And then you also have to make sure that you back up that story in the reviews you get from customers. So you've got to really make sure that you're all in and aligned around whatever of those strategies that you that you pick. So yep. those, I'll just uh, jump in, add add something here real quick too. Those sure. three C's or or four C's, uh, if you include community, are longer term. I think what COVID has forced is a more immediate tactical. Um, I don't want to say crisis, but tactical. Uh, jump up in importance of your online presence. So traditionally, historically, the independent channel, um, they've intuitively focused a lot on their storefront, their physical storefront, how it is from the signage to the experience inside, and especially the, the physical location. Like what's the traffic, the car traffic, the foot traffic, the accessibility of the physical location? Well, now 
the most important storefront uh, is your website. And it's really important. You could, it's, it's never been more clear that if you have a great in-store, physical in-store experience, but nobody can find you online, you're gonna, you have a long-term losing strategy. So the web experience, the experience with a customer when they come to their, to your website and um, experience the retailer's website, that has never been more important, nor has it been more, ever been more important in helping consumers find your website, helping consumers find you online. So that's become way, way more important. Um, and I, I think a critical part of that is store reviews. So all of these things that Mike is talking about, if you focus and you're incredible at one of the C's, it's a clear, you're clearly differentiated. You have the best, pick your favorite C. Um, if customers can't see that online in the form of uh, reviews, they won't necessarily know. Um, so you need to generate those reviews. You need to generate them efficiently and at scale, and you need consumers to find that. So that website and being found online are have taken a huge step in importance, um, and that's a, a function of the that COVID has triggered. It was happening yeah. already, but COVID kicked it into overdrive. No yeah. doubt. Um, really quick, I just want to tell anybody that's watching this on YouTube or Rumble that you can find this on any podcast platform. Just go to pprimo.com and all the links are there. I mean, Billy and Simon have me on every podcast platform that you can imagine. So, um, you know, we're going to be going a bit longer and deeper. And if for some reason you got have to hop off now, uh, pick us up on the podcast and we will be there. And all our episodes are, are published on all pat podcast platforms all the time. You know, guys, one of the things that I wrote down when I saw, uh, as you guys were working through the, uh, your four points, one of the things that frustrates me sometimes with my dealers is they don't get credit. So I've got just about every one of them. They're really, they're so good at what they do for the community and they do so many good things, but you know what? I think maybe part of it is the way we were raised that, you know, don't left your, don't let your right hand know what your left hand has done and your reward is in heaven, but this is business and you have to get credit for it. You have to publish it on your social media. You need to have reviews that, that for instance, if, if you want to talk about your experience, your in-store experience, you have to kind of clump those reviews together and put them in one spot. And you also need them on places like GoodBed where you have an entire platform that is, it's worldwide, isn't it, Michael? Or is it just the United States? Principally, yeah, principally North America. But, but yeah, we okay. do get traffic from people elsewhere. But we, what we cover is mostly North America. But having uh, testimonials and reviews and good things published on a website like GoodBed will give you incredible incredible um um what is the word i'm looking for help me guys um 
It's not relevance. It validation is validation is a good word. Uh, but but validating um, what you say on your on your website um, with something bigger than you is really important and supporting good bed right now is probably one of my favorite subjects um i think we all need to do uh to do that so if you own a store and you're not participating you really need to get behind what's happening at good bed because good bed is good for the industry it's great for the customer and it's just as good for you it's good for everybody and here's the thing that's beautiful about good bed it's the truth michael and jeff are interested in publishing the truth about your store about the beds that you carry and uh, the truth in the end is the only thing that is going to hold up over time you know your salesy sales pitch is going to wear thin sooner or later. The truth has to back it. Um, and with that, I want to talk about some of the new can, tools. Can I add uh, something there? Can I add something before yeah, we please. jump to that? I just want to say yeah, yeah. that's a, such a good point. And I think sometimes the concept of the truth can be scary to people because uh, especially just this concept, you know, the word transparency as an example, as a proxy for, for truth can be scary to people because people think of it as, uh, well, maybe they've been burned even themselves by the, the one-off customer who, who had a bad experience or who's maybe just kind of crazy. There are, there's, <laughs> there's a meaningful chunk of the people out there who are just kind of crazy and have unrealistic yeah. expectations and whatever. And maybe they've been burned by that. And so then they think, geez, now I got to deal with that. And I got to deal with that out in public. That doesn't seem like a win, but the thing is, the, your point about the truth being the ultimate uh, win for them is super important to understand. The way this works is you got to get more of your customers. You got to get your average customer to be sharing their truth about their experience with you. Because if you don't, guess what? Those crazies, they're still going to come on and share their experience. You can't stop that. So they're going to have the only voice, the only say in what the truth is. Or you ask everybody, and we've seen this very consistently across every retailer and manufacturer we've worked with on this, that when you ask everybody, you vastly increase the possibility that you're going to get the feedback from your average customer. And your average customer's experience is good. And therefore, you're going to get much more of a tr much more of the real truth reflected in your online reputation and that's where we just we see this it's it's such an important mental barrier to get past for people but once you do and once you embrace it and the rewards are they just keep coming we've seen this the retailers who who invest in this review generation and are getting the reviews on our platform it just it's a snowball. It's a virtuous cycle, if you will. So, yeah. It, and to just one of the point. things. No, it's a it's a great point. And you know, I had I've had this conversation with several retailers, both big and small. 
And one of the things that can, can happen is a consumer who is very astute, and that's the one you want, right? Yeah. They will comb through your reviews. They'll comb through them. And they're, gonna, they're looking for bad ones. Do you know why? They want to see how you handle a bad one. And sure. you know, they'll often see your response. They'll see their crazy response. They'll see your more level, more uh, generous, more business-like response. And they will uh, compare how crazy that customer is to how level-headed you were and decide mm -hmm. to come to you. Because Absolutely. That is 100% true. We see that. And people, maybe they don't sometimes give other consumers enough credit that, that yeah, people can see that that reviewer was crazy. <laughs> you know, people don't just automatically think, yeah, they don't just automatically think that the consumer is always right. Like they look at this guy and they go, yeah. man, I just, I see how this company responded to them. I see the backstory. I see both sides of this story, and I see that this consumer is the crazy one. And so, exactly. you you can absolutely not only neutralize a negative review, but turn it into, to your point, a, a, a selling piece, a, a piece of marketing, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and guys, just, just Pete on, on that. I also totally yeah. Agree. Go ahead, Jeff. Just think about it at at a very personal level. The consumer, the other consumers reading that review do understand, as Mike said, how that person is crazy and putting themselves in their position. They see that the company uh, and the representative of that company responded in kind of taking the higher road and still treating that person kind of respectfully um, yes. and not responding in, in kind, but in, in anger at equal level. Um, and yeah. I think people at a personal level, they then, they appreciate the human aspect of that company, like that representative of that company now becomes somebody who, wow, they reacted in a very calm way when maybe I myself would not have been so uh, level in my response. So now I want to shop at that store more because of the type of people yeah. that, um, I believe that they, they just showed me that they are. So I, I think you made a great point. I think it's absolutely yeah. true. Yep. So I am going to read a chapter from my book. So don't despair, guys. It takes about two minutes. And then I want your reaction to it. And then we're going to jump right back into what we're doing. So the book is Sell a Million, 101 Tips for Furniture and Mattress Store Owners to Sell Another Million Dollars or More a Year. For you, those of you at home who have the book already, it's chapter 39, Celebrate, and it is on page 59. One of the smartest things you can do, you can always be doing with your marketing is to showcase and celebrate your customer success stories using your products and services. You can do this by, write, by writing about it and showing pictures in your customer newsletter, emails, video marketing, books, brochures, etc. Recognition is one of the most powerful motivational forces, possibly only second to fear. If you sell furniture, it's about making a house a home. If you sell mattresses, it's about helping your customers waken up happy and pain-free. It's important to remember that the majority of your customers 
do not get outstanding results, mostly because they don't do anything. They don't follow your instructions. If you permit them to judge you and the value of what you offer based on their own experience, you will lose them as fast as you get them. Instead, you must show people who are succeeding so that they judge, so they judge based on the other people's successes and realize success with your products and service is possible and they can do the same. You should overwhelm them with success stories and positive testimonials. So you should overwhelm them with success stories and positive testimonials and reviews, 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 reviews. Um, you know, Michael made a really good point. If, if you don't point out the positives, if you don't do that, um, somebody will point out or allow your, allow your customers to do that. That's yeah. Really what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and then to build on a, a, a point you made earlier is that not only you, you have to also think about where you're doing that and it can't just be in one place. You got to do it yes. everywhere that your prospects are going. So it can't just be, Oh yeah, we have reviews. We, we have them on Google or we have them on our website. Well, guess what? Not all your prospects are going to Google to read reviews. Not all of them are going right. to even find your website to read reviews. Yeah. You got to have those reviews everywhere that your customers are going. So spread them around. All right. I, I you know, I, I should have uh, scheduled this for two or three hours because we could do like uh, Joe Rogan <laughs> podcasts easy. Uh, but I want you to talk about, um, the new tools for retailers. And Absolutely. by the way, make sure everybody, I know I said this one time before, anybody who's listening to this, you've got to subscribe to Mike It Up. Mike It Up is Mike and Jeff's new podcast. You have to listen to it every week. Are you guys publishing every week or Twice a week? Or we're going to, well, we're going to publish uh, at a about an every week pace, but at the same time, we might put okay. them out in batches because like you said, we thought people might, once they're into thematically what we're talking about, they might want to just kind of continue on to the next episode. So rather than make people wait a week, we thought let's put them out more in batches. So that's kind of good. How we I like go it about it. So, but yeah, each is. episode is each episode essentially goes deep into a strategic issue that faces retailers in particular, uh, but faces companies in this industry, and and so we really feel like each each episode is going to be really valuable listening for for anyone who's who's in this industry. So we do hope to subscribe. Yeah, I I, I absolutely loved what I've listened to so far, and. Um, do you know, I, I, I mentioned to you, Michael, my experience listening to you at the Bedden conference and, and I'm like, thank God he finally, you know, somebody finally said this, you know, about these spammy review sites and, you know, everything that's going on in our industry and, and how the average consumer doesn't really understand that. Oftentimes they're reading fiction, you know, they're, they're reading fiction. They're be they're, they are reading and believing 
that it's a consumer and it's not. It's somebody who's being compensated. And that's fundamentally unfair. It's fundamentally yeah, it may be worse. dishonest. It, it, they're reading a sales pitch. Go ahead. Yeah. They're, that's what they don't realize. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's, it's worse than just a normal sales pitch because it's a sales pitch that's wrapped in this false veil of being an unbiased review. So it's extremely misleading. And yeah, well, so to get to your question about the tools that we're creating, I mean, Jeff teed it up earlier. He was talking about how important it is. You know, we, we've called attention, as you mentioned, to some of the fundamental dynamics that are happening online right now. Uh, but Jeff, Jeff framed out the, the, the bigger picture, which is that online has grown in importance tremendously as a result of COVID. And we've talked about the fact that we think that there's a lasting degree to which that is, is going to remain the case, even when things return more to a, a, a semblance of normal. But that manifests itself in two ways. Number one, the percentage of people who are researching, doing online research as part of their journey, which was already very high. It was already at least in the high 80s, uh, but now it's basically everybody, almost, you know, maybe with a few one-off exceptions. And then, but even more so, I'd say the bigger transformative impact has been the percentage of the decision that's been happening online. So it used to be that there's almost everybody was doing research, but then they were doing also, a, a, sorry, almost everyone was doing research online, but then they were also doing a bunch of research in one or more store visits. And now that mix has shifted significantly towards online, doing more and more of that research online to the point where in some cases, and, and this is something we, were, we, we noted in the Better Sleep Council data, in fact, there was a substantial number of people who reported that they completed their purchase entirely online, but then bought in a local store. And it was like an incongruous set of <laughs> responses and the and yeah. the way to reconcile it was to realize that, yeah, it, it, see, in our mind, if you bought it in a local store, that means you went into the local store. I mean, putting aside that the, we recognize there might be a, a portion of people in that group who may have bought it from the local store through their website, but uh, it was too high a percentage to be just explained by that. So there was this group of people who, in their mind, they did the whole process online. They, yeah, they went into the store at the end to buy it and maybe to lay on it, but that was almost a perfunctory last step. And really the whole decision and the whole process took place online. And so what it does is it casts a spotlight on the critical importance of being found online. It's like Jeff said, the, 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 no matter how busy the street is that your store is located on now, what matters is that your, your online store, your website is getting found on the streets that people are driving on in their web research. And so, because otherwise you're just, you're, you're never going to have the chance at being part of that decision and, it, and it even getting that perfunctory store visit at the end to, to uh, confirm that this is the mattress they want. So you've got to be found online. And so one of the things we're doing is creating tools to help retailers do that, help them be found online and, and to compete against these spammy review sites whose only skill set, let's be honest, is appearing online. 
is appearing in, and specifically in tricking Google and their algorithms to, to do that and using deceptive tactics in many cases to, to do that. So you've got to compete against those guys and, and, and show up online. So that's, that's the fundamental framework for the tools that we're creating. One of those tools, I'll let Jeff dive into more details about them, but one of those is called Local Discovery Program. That's about helping people get found, helping retailers get found by people who are shopping for their mattress on Goodbed. And so that's an opportunity to, to get your store in front of people in context in any number of different ways. For example, if they're researching uh, a manufacturer and you carry that manufacturer, we will make sure we're displaying that your store is a store near them, that they can try this product, buy this product. We'll show store policies, uh, promotions that you're running to make, because those are super relevant to that consumer in that moment. We'll have your stores appearing in our quiz so that when people are taking our quiz, we're able to show them options available in their local area that are a good match for their requirements. And here's a store where you can get that product in your local area. Uh, our store locator, our uh, store location pages, we're, we're going to basically find all these different ways in context to showcase your store in a way that's very relevant to people at the exact moment they're making this decision. And so that's that's called the local discovery program. The uh, and then the well, let's I'll let Jeff jump in to tell you what I whatever I missed on the local discovery program, maybe. But uh, but the, then then we have a second program that's just a slight bit down the road that's also quite interesting. And I'll I'll, I'll pause though. What did I miss on yeah, the local we, discovery program? No, you good good job, boss. You you hit pretty much everything. Um, <laughs> but. But the one thing I would I would add is that so Goodbed sits uh, in this unique position where people who use Goodbed um, there's a growing percentage like we talked about at the beginning who come into their online research expecting to not want to go to a store or to not go to a store so they're coming in expecting to buy online they may have uh, heard about online brands they may have been some a friend mentioned one so a big chunk of people are coming and saying I'm not going to go to a store. So what LDP, the local discovery program, that gives independent retailers a chance to steal some of these shoppers, growing this growing group of shoppers who are coming in with a bias against going into a store. So we hear about it a lot the other way, where the traditional uh, retail channel feeling like uh, share has been, been being stolen by the online guys. Well, here's a LDP is a way to flip it around. Like there's there's these people who are they're thinking they're going to buy online. They come to Goodbed. They might be they might come into Goodbed looking at some online brand that they've heard of. But in through the tools that Mike talked about, like the quiz on Goodbed, the um, try try this bed, where to try this bed locally, uh, these different kind of high value placements on Goodbed that we can present these LDP partner stores that. Now the customer says, huh, wow, look, this, this particular mattress that I hadn't thought of is available locally, and it's a higher match score for me, according to Goodbed, who I trust, um, than the a brand that I came in to research initially. I want to check that out. So it cre creates a great opportunity. It's not just getting in front of people who are predisposed to shopping locally. 
it's getting in front of everybody. Um, and so that I think is really powerful. And yeah. also the fact that, that it's appearing. So we talk about our quiz, that, that quiz searches kind of all options available to a consumer. And based on the, the user's responses to questions, our algorithm will figure out a, ma a match score for each product. Um, that's coming from Goodbed and the, the customers trust us. We're not trying to sell them anything. So it's a completely different psychology when a user sees a product presented in the good bed quiz, um, it changes their perception like, wow, this is independent information coming from a trustworthy source. Maybe I should check this product out. So it's not just appearing. It's not just like a banner type placement. It's appearing in context and it's appearing with um, influential context and influential content coming from Goodbit. So I think um, it's going to be, it's a really powerful opportunity. It's a unique opportunity and incredibly cost-effective these days with how expensive it is uh, to advertise in other ways, uh, mattresses online. So we're pretty excited about it uh, and yeah. looking forward to working with as many, as many retailers as possible to help them uh, get engaged. That point so Jeff added is a really good one that, that the, the, it's really for, for local retailers, in for many cases, it'll be the only chance that you have to grab these people who might not otherwise have had any inclination to go to a physical store. It used to yeah. be that, oh, yeah, they may buy online, but they're going to come through our store first. So we're going to have a crack at them. And if we fail and they end up buying online, that's on us. That's no longer the case for a large portion of consumers. They're not even intending to buy to go to a store. This is your crack at them. So you got to show up. And so, yeah, this is and this is something that we've been able to price in such a way. We it, It's just thirty nine dollars per store per month. It's something that we can actually even just uh, through the quiz alone, we can demonstrate an ROI of 15 X on this. It's really we, we want this to be a no brainer for every retailer to participate in this. It's super simple. It's just kind of uh, always running in the background of your of your marketing and always reaching people who are in this active mattress shopper group that is so hard to find another yeah, another I, thing that that's part of sorry Pete another thing that's part of LDP is helping with the the store reviews that we talked about we talked about how important those are um, we built integrations with two great solutions that help stores generate reviews efficiently, store reviews uh, from all their customers. One is Podium. The other is a smaller, more uh, store review focused uh, software company called Simply Review Us. Both fundamentally help with that problem, that challenge of generating store reviews. We built integration. So if you use one of those products and you can get discounts for those through Goodbed, because again, we want as, as many retailers as possible to use those. It's very easy to display those on Goodbed, um, and generate those on Goodbed, display them on Goodbed, and we can also share them back to your website. So kind of so helping solve this store review generation problem is also part of, um, of the local discovery. And one, uh, one other part that actually we hadn't honestly hadn't really thought of, but it came from retailers asking us was uh, access to Goodbed editorial video content. So we do um, a fair amount of editorial content, reviewing mattresses, doing overview videos of different product lines. Uh, and 
lots of retailers were asking if they could use some of that on their website. So that's also something that's part of this program. And LDP partner retailers who want to have access to to put good bed videos on their own website, they would provide them a license to do that. So that's another part that, again, came from the request of retailers. You gonna let me talk now? <laughs> <laughs> So I just wanted to pile on just a little bit. Um, GoodBed does not sell anything to consumers, and, and that's magical. And that the reason it's magical is they are selling from a position of authority that they've earned over, over years. So uh, they are selling from a place, and they're not really selling, but they can... Uh, Put your store out there um, with authority that you cannot put your store out there with because you as a retailer are always expected to be se selling your story. Good bad isn't selling anything to any consumer. They are everything that they do is based on the truth. Everything that they do is based on making this industry better than when they found it. And just one other word, um, automation is your friend. I don't care if you're the biggest retailer in the world or the smallest retailer in the world. Automate everything. Automate your review process. Everything that's significant and important in your business, you need to automate. So jump on these tools with good, bad at $39 per store per month. That's crazy. Um, I wish I had a store just so I could buy it. So I got a feeling um, Mike and Jeff would let me buy it even without a store if I begged them to. But uh, <laughs> makes me want to open a store, guys. Hey, I want to just take a moment and thank my, my good friends Simon and Billy um, from Get Super Serial. You know, years ago, I started my podcast and I stopped. And the reason I stopped is because I just got overwhelmed. It was so much work. And... Today, all I do is I show up and Billy and Simon at Get Super Serial do everything for me. It's, uh, it's the easiest thing in the world. So if you're considering doing a show like this, whether it's a podcast or a video show, this happens to be both. Um, give these guys a call. You know, you know, book a free call at GetSuperSerial.com. That's Get Super Serial. Serial is C-E-R-E-A-L dot com. And you know what? I will do this and then I'll eat my lunch. And then in two days, literally, this is going to show up on Facebook. It's going to show up on YouTube. It's going to show up everywhere I want it to show up and maybe even a few places I don't. Um, <laughs> these guys keep me in the loop. And here's the thing. You know, social media is changing. Uh, they're, they're the latest and greatest social media, uh, has yet to be discovered. It, 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 it's something that's fluid and these guys are experts. So book a free call with get super serial. And that's my commercial for my guys. And I just want to say one other thing. Uh, these guys do sponsor my show and I really do appreciate their help. 
So uh, without Simon and Billy, I couldn't do this. And there's so many cool things that these guys do in the background besides whispering in my ear to keep me on the on track of what I'm supposed to be doing. So thank you, Billy. Thank you, Simon. And uh, let's get back to these uh, tools. Is there any additional tools? Um, it's not like you didn't already have enough. Are these ready to go right now? Could somebody like reach out to you that, you know, to say I own a mattress store and I'm listening to this podcast and I said, you know what? I liked what Jeff had to say. I liked what Michael had to say. I want to do this. How do they reach out to you guys? Yeah. The best way is to reach out to us by email. In fact, Jeff is the, he's the point person for all this stuff. So he's okay. the best person, Jeff at goodbed.com. And we, for LDP, for the local discovery program that we just talked about, we're taking signups for that right now. So we're basically doing awesome. the development. You won't be charged anything until we launch this thing. Um, and we'll even start giving you some of the benefit of it as the features roll out. But you're not going to even start getting charged until the feature set is is ready for, for its full launch. So we'd recommend reaching out right now for the maximum benefit on that. That's awesome. Is there any other tools that you guys are working on? Yeah, well, I think just to put this on people's radar, there's a tool set that's kind of right behind LDP in terms of our development pipeline. It's actually underway, but at the same, but it, but its release date is going to be some somewhat subsequent to LDP because it's a little bit more complicated. But we again, this is something that we we did in response to retailers. Retailers uh, came to us and said, "We want to compete with these spammy review sites." How do we do that? And one of the things we're struggling with is reviews on our own websites. And we, we pointed out that in order to compete in Google, in order to win the war on Google for consumers who are by and large looking for third-party validation, that's what they're searching for, reviews, ratings, best this, comparisons. You've got to have that type of content on your website. And they said, well, can you help us get that? And we thought about that and we, we realized we, we have a lot of that content. And not only that, we have a platform that we created and we, that we created 10 years ago and that we've continued to refine and improve over that time period. That is the only bespoke platform for collecting mattress reviews. So we've, we've really maximized its effectiveness in terms of uh, the yield we can get on review requests and the value we can get from each review by, by getting the maximum amount of information from each reviewer. And we thought, actually, maybe there's a way we can help. And we'd created a program that basically allows our review platform to be tapped into by any retailer. And basically, those retailers will be able to use our platform to collect product reviews and do so way more efficiently than they could through any other review platform. And then maybe even more excitingly to show reviews from the platform. So showing not only the reviews that they collect, but the reviews that, that we've collected, the reviews that other retailers who carry those same products have collected. So each retailer can get to that critical mass of reviews so much more quickly. That critical mass being super important because as we all know, when you see a product on someone's website and it's got one view, you know, that doesn't exactly inspire confidence. So, but how does a, a smaller retailer, in fact, how does even a 10, 15 store chain get to that critical mass with any kind of expediency? Well, 
we've created a solution for doing that, which is to essentially uh, share those reviews or allow those reviews to be shared across retailers and, and to make that um, solution available to retailers through our platform. So that's, that's coming your way. And that's something that we, again, was directly in response to companies coming to us asking for it. So we're super excited to be offering that. And, and that's huge guys, because in, in our industry, you know, when I, when I started off in this industry, my first job was with Serta, which was, you know, a big name brand It still is a big name brand. Um, and then, you know, I branched out and, uh, you know, worked for different mattress companies. Some of the best mattress companies in the world in terms of quality, performance, what it does for the consumer, you, even though you're in the industry, you've never even heard of them. You haven't, mm -hmm. let alone your customer. So think about that. So what Michael and Jeff are doing here is they're going to allow these really great reviews for these really great brands that you may have never heard of to actually carry a little bit more weight now so that when you put that brand on your floor, that brand is not just a new brand in your marketplace. It has all these really great reviews from customers all over the country. So I think it's absolutely brilliant. I, I, I think that, you know, if A, you believe reviews are powerful, why not multiply the power of the review by accumulating them and allowing uh, really smart and savvy retailers uh, to show these reviews to their consumers? I, I just think it's brilliant. I, I, it's, I, I guess I'm speechless for once in my li life. My wife will probably <laughs> laugh when she hears this. Um, so congratulations, Michael. You made yeah. me speechless. <laughs> First, I made, made you cry. You cry made made you yeah, exactly. Wow. You did make me cry. Uh, you made me cry for a lot of reasons, Michael. Um, first of all, I've been doing this for 39 years and it needed to be said exactly the way it was said with no uh punches pulled i mean you just laid it out there so this is a question that i have to ask you did you consider the consequences i mean there could have been some really negative consequences for you coming out there and just telling the truth as nakedly as you did i mean it was blunt it was brutal, Michael, and it mm -hmm. was a hundred percent truthful. Did you think about that there could have been negative consequences? Because there could I have did. been. I, I did, absolutely. And frankly, not wanting to get into the mud, if you will, of that is what prevented is the only thing that prevented me from speaking up about it sooner. Right? Like I yeah. I could have spoken up about this at any point previous to that. And yeah. it finally got to a point where I just felt that retailers were being harmed, like massively harmed by this. Yeah. And they are. They, it wasn't even necessarily on their radar. 
And if I didn't bring it up and explain it, then it was never going to be on their radar until it was too late. And I just felt at that point that the, the need to, to help on that front outweighed the, the possible risks. And frankly, as I mentioned in that betting conference talk, we couldn't be more aligned with, with retailers. I mean, we, we have essentially said we are, our, our objective here is to help good companies succeed here, help make this industry better uh, and create these win-win-wins where we can succeed alongside all these companies. Well, if those good companies go out of business because the spammy review sites put them out of business, well, then that that ultimately drags us down too. So we're, we couldn't be more aligned. And so at some point, it just became clear that without doing anything, the direction this is going is going to tear down this industry and it's going to be an existential threat to to all these good companies. And I couldn't let that happen anymore. So I, I had to speak up. Well, I am very thankful that you did. And I am really excited about your, your podcast, your podcast and the fact that you're getting out there a little bit more, um, than you have in the past. Um, it's a voice that we have to have in our industry. I commend you for being, I think what I saw and what I felt was almost like the scene out of the movie, you know, um, it's an old, old movie and you're probably too young to remember it, but, um, the, basically we're not going to take it anymore. We're we're not going to take this anymore. These lies. And the other thing is, you know, not only are the, some really good people that own mattress stores and furniture stores for that matter, uh, in the industry getting hurt, but consumers are being deceived and that's a big problem to me, to, to me, you know, my, I I think about like my grandma and, and, and my mom, you know, these are people that, you know, they would never understand that this whole thing could have been fixed. Never. Mm -hmm. They would just believe it. And, and so not only are you protecting the retailers, but you're protecting the consumer by telling the truth. And we really, we need to hear more from you. And I am just delighted that you came, uh, came out this morning and, and talked to us about this. I really want to have you back on the show and, uh, do this again, maybe talk about a few things a little bit differently, but, um, for retailers that want to start to be part of the, the solution to the problem that we're all facing, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Email, just reach out to us directly. Uh, Jeff at goodbed.com, Mike at goodbed.com. That's the best way. We are real people. We're here. So (laughs) reach out. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And we have to do this again soon. I appreciate Thank it. We would love to. Us. Thanks love for having us, back. Pete. Anytime. My pleasure. My pleasure, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Pete.
things a little bit differently, but um, for retailers that want to start to be part of the, the solution to the problem that we're all facing, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Email, just reach out to us directly. Uh, Jeff okay. at goodbed.com, Mike at goodbed.com. That's the best way. We are real people. We're here. So re <laughs> reach out. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And we have to do this again soon. I appreciate thank it. We would love to. Us. Thanks love for having us, back. Pete. Anytime. My pleasure. My pleasure, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Pete. Thank you.